Good morning, church. Um, Sean was teasing me earlier. Pastor Dave. <laughs> uh, David. Yeah. <laughs> good morning, church. Um, it's so good to be here. And for those of you online, we miss you and glad you're able to connect. I'm just delighted what the Lord is doing in our midst. And um, if you're new, I'm one of the pastors here. And I just have a sense of the Holy Spirit wanting to reconnect with us again in a fresh way. And already he's been doing it in the meeting. So I just want to encourage you, just open up yourself. Some of the things I'm going to be saying is not necessarily new, but it's just going to encourage you to engage again and just build a new fellowship with him if you've not done so in a long while. Amen. So I'm going to kick off with a prayer and we get straight into the word. Heavenly Father, thank you because you're here. Thank you because you created us for times like this. You're such a marvelous God that wants to relate with us. You want to commune with us. You want to fellowship with us. You're always willing to engage with us. You want us to encounter you as we elevate you. It's so delightful, Lord, to have a God like you as a father. Even this morning, Holy Spirit, we invite you into the room. You're already here. We just ask that you will stir us again and just do what you do best. Help me to finish my sentences. Help me to complete my, my, my phrases. I pray that you will help me. And whatever you want to do, help me to allow you to do that this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Let the church say, believe in amen. Amen. Um, very quickly, I just wanted to start by saying our salvation is by the Spirit of God. We're saved by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God convicted us, and we gave our life to Christ. You have the gospel. The Spirit of God, of God did the work that stirred you up to make you to make a commitment. If our salvation is by the Spirit of God, everything we do in the kingdom will be by the Spirit of God, even praying. To pray effectively, you have to pray in the Spirit. So praying in the Spirit is key. There's no other way Christians should pray. You can't pray in the flesh because it doesn't give life. The only way you can pray and be effective in praying is if you pray in the Spirit. And as a matter of fact, as a Christian, everything we do is to be in the Spirit. And that's why we're doing this series. The whole idea of being a Christian is walking in the Spirit, being led by the Spirit. Some teachings are going to come later in the series. But today we're focusing on praying in the Spirit. What is prayer? For a Christian, prayer is a dialogue with God. It's not a monologue. Prayer is not a monologue. It's a dialogue with God where we come with God in a two-way. We, we exchange fellowship with God. It involves conversation, it, in, a chat, interchange of ideas, discourse. It's, it's fellowship. That's what prayer is. And praying in the Spirit is doing that same thing, but in the Spirit, with this Holy Spirit. So praying in the Spirit is... I like Ephesians 6 verse 18. It says, pray in the Spirit at all times. Pray in the Spirit at all times. That's why I said earlier as a Christian, there's no other way you should pray. You can, the only and the most effective way you can pray is in praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit at all times, on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Pray in the Spirit at all times, on every occasion, stay alert, and be persistent in your prayers for all believers 
everywhere. A couple of things. Notice the last phrase, for all believers everywhere. Most times praying in the spirit is a community thing. It's about, it's not just ourselves. It's not about us. It's about a community. Have you remembered, I don't know, when the Holy Spirit came, when Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit was going to come, it was to a group of people, the disciples. It was not just an individual. So that's very important. Praying in the Spirit is not about just yourself. Oftentimes, it's about praying for people. Honestly, if you pray in the Spirit a lot, you notice you don't pray a lot for yourself. Do you know the reason? Because the Spirit loves people. God is about people. And he will stare your heart to pray. pray for that person. Pray for that. Can I encourage? This is not in the Bible, but if you watch that you're praying a lot for yourself, check it. Are you really praying in the Spirit? Because the Spirit oftentimes will lead you to pray for others. And guess what? In the process of you praying for others, he takes care of you. 633 of Matthew says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seeking first his kingdom is praying in the spirit. And all other things will be added, what people are struggling to find. So when you are about praying in the spirit, the spirit will take care of you. Yes, that's good. This is very important but because 2 Timothy 3.2 says, in the last days, men will be lovers of themselves. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 3 verse 2. Men will be lovers of themselves. There's a lot of individualism in our generation where people are self-focused, me, myself, and I. But the kingdom is not about you. It's about others. This is very important. So praying in the Spirit is about allowing the Spirit to pray through you for others. Praying in the Spirit is praying the Word of God. It's praying scriptures as revealed by the Spirit of God. This is important. Scriptures as revealed by the Spirit of God. A quick example I bring to your attention. You remember when Jesus was tempted? He used the word, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Guess what happened? The devil also quoted Scripture. So the devil knows Scriptures as well. This is why the Spirit is very important. Because the Holy Spirit can help you counter that and tell you what to do. And the community of believers is also important. So you can always lean into, like, I remember the other day in my tree, someone, one of us sent a post that, please, I'm going through a situation, what do I do? And as believers, community, we're able to like, oh, this is what we think the Bible says you should do. Because it was a tricky situation. So this is why we need a community. We need ourselves. Do you understand? Don't go through your battles alone. That's why God plays us in family. Earlier, Liz was saying, and I think the beautiful word, what's her name, brought about the way we worship. We need each other. It's like coal. Coal existing alone burns out. But when you put a coal with other coals, it burns more. That's what happens when we come together. Can I encourage you again to develop that desire for praying in the Spirit? One thing Andy said last week, the Holy Spirit is a person. You can build relationship with Him. So praying in the Spirit is actually building relationship with the Holy Spirit. One of the most effective ways you build a relationship is communication. Yes. You can build a relationship without communication. So the more you commune with the Holy Spirit, you build a relationship with Him. I'll tell you two things. I used to struggle praying when I became a Christian. I didn't like praying. It was very hard. I didn't enjoy it. Praying and fasting. I did not like them. I'm not going to lie. And I, I know I have weaknesses in the room. that It's not your favorite, two favorite things. 
But the moment I started leaning into building my fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you understand, it's about talking with the Holy Spirit. It's about conversation. It's about exchange. It revolutionized my prayer life. Prayer is now something I enjoy doing. Because, because you, when you enjoy the company of someone you are building a relationship with, you just want to spend more time. So I want to encourage us as a church, can you desire this money? In fact, when I was preparing for this preach, I just felt the Holy Spirit wanting to release us a fresh appetite to commune with him. Because when it happens, I tell you the truth, he'll be the one telling you, you need to go to work. Oh, David, you need to go to work. We'll continue. And because you will run out of time because you are just enjoying it because he's the one leading you. It's the, but oftentimes when you're trying to do it, the energy of the flesh is boring. It's stressful. But just leaning. Honestly, at times I wake up, Holy Spirit, I don't feel like praying this morning. I'm really tired. But I know I, I, I enjoy the fellowship. So I, I can be that real with him. And those moments are the best times of fellowship. Because he, you can be vulnerable, you can be real with him. I need your strength. Remember, he's the helper. He helps you. So stop trying to struggle on your own. I want, in RFC, our desire as elders is for people, every one member of this church, not to see prayer as a struggle. You shouldn't see prayer as a struggle. Because you're communing with your Father, with the Holy Spirit. It shouldn't be a struggle. So can I beg you in the name of the Lord, Holy Spirit, I invite you to erode that mentality. He wrote that mindset from us as a people to, see, to stop seeing prayer as a stress in the name of Jesus. Amen. Say a big amen. amen. It, is, it shouldn't be a struggle because he's our father. He wants to commune with us. So praying in spirit is praying scriptures. I love one, you know, when Jesus, before he left, the disciples came to him and asked him, teach us how to pray. And he told them, he taught them the Lord's Prayer. And many of us, we say the Lord's Prayer. And it's, it's almost just re reduced to a recital. We just recited our Father. I'm just giving an example of how you can pray with scriptures. The Lord's Prayer was one with Jesus taught. And the screen, to come up on the screen, can we say together? Three go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. So it is heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. This is what Jesus told his disciples. If you want to pray, this is how to pray. Yes, it's great to recite it, but Jesus was not just giving a reciter. He was almost giving a method, a template to prayer. Take note of the first line, our Father. It starts with a relationship. Our Father. Two things, and a couple of things I want us to notice from this Lord's Prayer. Our, the tense, our, us. Our, us. Give us, us, us. Our, us, our, us. Yes. It's collective. It's about a community. It's about a people. It's about not an individual. And he also said, he started by saying, our Father. So you must have a relationship with Jesus. Are you here this morning? You're still not saved. Please let this service not end without you making a commitment to him. That's what praying in the spirit starts with having a relationship with the father. Being a born again child of God. 
Then the next he said, hallowed be thy name. Never start prayers without hallowing God, elevating God, Lee said. Praising God, lifting your gaze off the problem to God. That's how you should always start your prayer. That's what praying in the Spirit is about. That's difficult when you're going through a difficult problem. Can you imagine in Acts 16, verse 25 downwards, Paul and Silas were arrested for preaching the gospel. They were even beaten, I think, and were thrown into the prison. And guess what, what they did at midnight? They sang and praised. It takes the Spirit to do that. You just lost your job, and you're choosing to praise God because you understand that, Lord, you're bigger than this situation I'm facing. I choose to hallow you. Hallowed be thy name. It always starts with elevating God. That's what praying in the Spirit is about. So I'm going through stress and high water. I'm going through a lot, but I choose to pause to hallow him. That's what praying in the Spirit is about. Your flesh wants you to start, you know, when you have a burden, you almost just got like a genie. You want, oh God, I want this problem, blah, 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 blah. Pause and say, Father, I choose to hallow you. That's what praying in the Spirit is about. Then the next one said, thy kingdom come. It's not about us. Remember I started, it's not about us. It's about him. Yeah. Oftentimes, we, we think it's, it's not about us. It's about him, what he wants to do. So he said, Lord, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Over RFC, your kingdom come. And your will be done. In the name of Jesus. That's our prayer. That should be your prayer. So when you come into God's presence, you're not coming for yourself alone. That's what praying in the Spirit's about. That will be done on earth. Then he now wants to give us again, us, this day. When last did you really carry a burden for somebody else other than yourself? That's what praying in the Spirit is about. Praying for others. Give us this day our daily bread. As I was preparing for the Spirit, I just feel God would say to someone here to forgive you're holding forgiveness. He said, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. I just sense in my spirit that people are holding on to unforgiveness. You can't pray in the spirit when you hold unforgiveness. That's the truth. The Bible says this one time, leave your gift, your offering, and go and settle before you even give it. Praying in the spirit is very important. You don't have unforgiveness, offenses. You can't be offended and anointed at the same time. It's very difficult. You can't. So that's why you need to forgive. Because he forgives you. So if he forgives you, why are you not forgiving? That's a word for someone. God will have me say to you, forgive. Because he forgives you. This is what praying in the spirit is all about. And it goes on and on and on. I pray the Lord helps us in the name of Jesus. Now, back to um, Ephesians 6, 18 in the New International Version. It says, and praying the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer. With all kinds of prayer. So praying in the Spirit is not just limited to speaking in tongues. There's the gift of the Spirit in speaking in tongues. By the grace of God, further down this series, we're going to have opportunity to teach into that baptism of the Spirit for people to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But praying in the Spirit is not just limited to that. From this verse, it says, pray in all kinds. Did you see that? It said, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer. So praying in the Spirit is not just speaking in tongues. It's part of it, 
but it's not just all about it. So you can pray, supplication, praise, adoration, sub, um, repentance, forgiveness, intercession, you know, speaking in tongues. And, and, it, and the types of prayer he will lead you to pray per time. You know, being open and sensitive to that. Praying in the Spirit is praying according to the will of God. The will of God is still scriptures. His sovereign will and his specific will. There are times, it, it, there's recently someone approached me and one of, one of our members of the church and we're like, oh, please, I need you to pray. I'm not sure whether I should take this job or to, he had two offers. So, that, you know, there are times there, there's the generous sovereign will of God that we pray, Lord, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But during the course of life, you go through situations that you need to know what the specific will of God is for your life concerning that thing. Praying in the Spirit helps you to know that. Leaning, leaning in on others in the church and by yourself through the scriptures, the word of God, but preferably pray with people. Your RFC3, if you're not in one, join one. Your, your home cell, I mean your life group, make the most of it. Lean into it because it's all about us together. It's listening to the promptings of the Spirit and praying about the things He places in our hearts. Listening to the promptings of the Spirit. I, I remember this morning, I just woke up with somebody in my heart to pray for that person. And I, had, I was just praying. I don't know what it was, but I was just praying into that. That's what praying in the Spirit is about. It's about others. You don't get me wrong. There are times God will give you specific instruction about that situation you're going through that you may need to pray about. But praying in the Spirit is about what the Spirit wants to pray. God always wants to partner with us to do His will on the earth. He can do it without us. But he likes to involve us in bringing to pass his purposes. And that's why praying the Spirit is so important. So it's about coming to the presence of God and just saying, Lord, what would you want? Holy Spirit, what comes? Just what, what is it you want me to pray about? Praying in the Spirit helps you to be proactive. You're not reactive in your prayers. There's a place where things have happened, you need to react to it. But most times he reveals things to, to you and you're praying about them ahead. Even before they happened. You know, pray, it's incredible. The more we build that relationship with him, the more you just see you enjoy spending time in his presence. The last one, there's so many stuff about praying the Spirit. Praying the Spirit is speaking in tongues. Just touch a bit about that. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God, but for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the Spirit. There are times English language is going to fail you to be able to express the things in your heart. In fact, there are times you don't even know what to pray. That's where speaking in tongues come very handy. You're praying the Spirit. You don't know what you're saying. You don't understand it, but you're speaking mysteries. I don't know. There are times I'm heavy in my heart, but I just go into God's presence, praying the Spirit, and I'm receiving instructions on what to do about that situation. Following the series, we're going to do some more teaching into that. So have confidence in that. But that's what praying in the Spirit is all about. Pray in the Spirit a lot. It will do you good. Paul prayed in the Spirit a lot. It does you good. Yeah. Amen. I love what Jude 1.20 talks about. He said, building, he says, but you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Do you know true praying in Spirit, praying in tongues, you build each other. We build ourselves up in our most holy faith. There's something about praying with people that are praying in the Spirit. Your faith is ignited. Something stirs up in you. Faith comes for a step you need to take. 
Something just stirs in your spirit because God is the one walking it. That's what happens. We build our faith when we pray in the spirit. The ultimate goal as believers is where our will is aligned with God's will in, in all matters such that we commune with him from that place. That's what is praying in the spirit is about. So when your will is aligned with God's will, then you pray from that place. Why do we pray in the spirit? 8 Romans verse, chapter 8 verse 26 to 27 says, Likewise, the spirit helps our weakness. We are very weak. I don't know about you, I'm very weak. I'm a very weak person, if not for the Spirit of God. The Spirit helps our weakness. So for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with drawings too deep for words. That's why we pray in the Spirit. You're weak. You think you're strong. You're not. Even if you're strong now, life is going to throw you a punch that if without the helper, you will go under. That's the truth. So you need the Holy Spirit. So we must recognize our frailty. I told, the first time I met my wife, I told her, me, there's nothing. It's just the grace of God. Take the Holy Spirit out of my life. I'm nothing. And that's true. I, rec- I know when you hear people fall, you know how times you hear people fall into sin? And so you say, how can they do that? You will do worse if the Holy Spirit doesn't help you. It keeps me staying humble because I'm just what I am by the grace of God through his spirit. So can I encourage us? Always remember I'm weak. That's why I need to pray in the spirit because the spirit helps to overcome my weakness. I love James 4.3. It says, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You, you you, You want only what will give you pleasure. That's why we, 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 we should pray in the Spirit so that we don't pray with the wrong motives because we easily can. Most times when you pray, you're praying for the wrong motive. But when you pray in the Spirit, He helps you to pray well. That's the reason why some prayers are not answered because you're praying amiss. You're, not praying, you're praying with the wrong motive. And the last thing, the Holy Spirit helps us to be effective in prayers. Just a quick one on fasting. You know, fasting, it's... Basically, just to create some time to focus on God. Fasting doesn't make you more spiritual. But what it does, because Jesus has done everything with his death and resurrection. But fasting helps you to focus more on God. It takes away distraction. Fasting helps you. So you can fast for food, for one meal, two meals, or three meals. You can even fast for, on TV and social media. You can take a fast because there's a lot of distraction. You can fa- what it basically does is helps you to focus on the word. So because we're touching of, I just wanted to touch on that. Tomorrow we're fasting as a church. It's a great time to exercise that gift. As much as God helps you fast, it helps you focus. Don't be religious about it. You could fast just this today, no social media. I just want to stay with the scripture. Yeah. I want to stay in God's way. You know, it's, so it doesn't have to be too, you can fast, I'm not eating, this is my lunchtime, no lunchtime. I want to just spend time with God. Holy Spirit, what have you got to say? I just want to enjoy my, my pre- your, I mean, presence with you. And it's amazing in such moments what he will say to you. That's why I said it's not a monologue. It's a dialogue. He also wants to talk back. So Isaiah 58, as I begin to round up, Isaiah 58, a couple, it says, verse 6 to 9, says, It's not this the fast that I choose, to lose the bands of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, 
to let the oppressed or bruised go free, and to break every yoke, is, not, is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover him, and not to hide yourself from your own flesh, then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring, spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rare God. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, here I am. And he goes on and goes on. A lot of things happen when you, when you fast. It helps you to remove distractions. I've said that. It loses the bonds of wickedness. Chains are broken. It helps you become more, you have to become more hospitable. So recently I've been fasting and I'm always remembering, I tell Bola, I said, if just not eating for a day is like this, how much more people that cannot eat for days, not because they are fasting, but because they can't access food. You know, that's the time for you to be hospitable. So use what you should have eaten and find someone to be a blessing to you. That's what fasting is about. Become us. Then he said, our light will shine. As, as, we, as I round up, I just want to touch a couple of things. And the Spirit of God is working so much because one of the verses I'm going to share as a community, when we pray in the Spirit, what happens? Mark shared it earlier, which was incredible because he, he did not know what I was going to preach about. But what happens as a community when we pray in the Spirit? One, God's presence is assured. It says, where two or three are gathered in his name, there I am in the midst of them. You can be, the reason, listen church, this gathering every Sunday will be a social gathering, just a social gathering without any life if the Holy Spirit is not here. The reason why we, we come, people stand up, I don't know about you, not just because I'm a pastor, every time I come to church, I have an encounter with God. Something happens to me that I'm not the same way I came. So I'm not coming to church because I'm just a pastor. I look forward to coming. If I, even when I'm tired, I want to come. You know the reason? When you're sick, you go to the hospital. So when I'm tired, that's when I need God's presence the most. So I push myself. And church, nine out of ten times, I always encounter God. And live better than the way I came. Because where two or three are gathered, his presence is assured. We grow stronger every time we gather. It's 84 verse 7 of, of Psalm says, that we continue to grow stronger, each of them that appear before God. Every time you have, your strength grows in him. So can I encourage us of us online, as God helps, if you're able, can you come back into the room? We know it's not by geographical boundary. The church is not limited by the four walls. But there's something about being together in the same space with people. It stirs something in you. Can I encourage you to come back? You grow from strength to strength. We encourage and motivate one another when we pray in the Spirit. I'm going to read that scripture. And, 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 and that's Hebrews 10, 22 to 24. So let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. And with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who, is prom who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another toward love and good deeds. 25. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Did you see that? But encouraging one another. 
and all the more as you see the day approaching. Not giving up, verse 25, not giving up the meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. It's so easy to develop the habit of not coming to church, especially with lockdown. You know, you just got used to just watch and just come out from your PJs and just connect. It's so easy to just continue that way. Can I encourage you from with all the pastoral love I have, if, for, if it's not for medical reason, can you come back to the room? There's something about meeting together. There's something. It's not limited to meeting. I think when we were meeting online, I was meeting with God like most of you, even though it was online. So we're not limited, reducing it to it has to be face-to-face. But the scripture says we should not give up the meeting because we have a tendency to do that. Because why? We encourage one another. Your gift is needed in the room. Remember the word that the young lady, what's your name? What's your name, please? Amy gave a lovely word. The band playing together brings a one sound to God. Your gift is needed in the room. Come back and get encouraged and encourage others. That's a word for the wives. And the last one, why we pray, when we pray together as a community, death gives way to life. Death gives way to life. That's a lovely scripture. Look at it. So Hebrews 12, 22. It says, and no, you have come to Mount Zion. That was a scripture Mark put. The city of the living God. Take a pause. Take a pause. The city of the living God. You cannot come to the living God with a dead situation and it remains the same. No, it's not possible. You can't come to the living God with death in your life and you go back the same. The city of the living God, death comes back to life. So I don't care where you are right now in your spiritual pursuit. And maybe there's dead dryness. You have come to the city of the living God. And in the city of the living God, death comes back to life. In a moment, we're going to stand up and pray. The prayer is so simple. Holy Spirit, can you restore my fellowship with you? I am tired of dryness. I told you guys, when I started in my Christian work, I never enjoyed prayer. I never enjoyed it. And some of you are in that place. But since I understood it's about developing fellowship with the Holy Spirit, it turned my prayer life around. At times I come with no agenda. Lord, what do you want to say? And we have some amazing fellowship that I didn't plan for because of the work of the Spirit. Are we ready for that, church? Do we want that? I don't know. You, some of us are in that place, which is great. And we're praying that no matter the storms that come, you won't lose it. But some of us, God wants to restore us back to the place of fellowship, the place of communion. The place where David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the presence of God. Because he knows it's a place of communion. That's where life is built. And it's not just as an individual. Collectively, we are to do this. Amen. Amen. Can we make a, uh, I mean, I mean, make a stand and, and let's just see what the Lord does.